Quitting is the problem. It's the number one problem. I think people should quit programs that are like fad diets and they're extreme things that no human should be doing and they like end up hurting your metabolism on all this stuff. But at the end of the day, you shouldn't give up on the pursuit to look for a better program. You shouldn't give up on your health. You need to stop quitting. And that's what we'll be tackling today. This is the Game of Food. This is the Game of Food. We're helping real people get real results with delicious food. Real Real food. Live from Spencer's home studio, podcasting to the world. This is Game of Food. And here's your host, Spencer Frederick. I've been in this industry for, I don't know, 12-ish years, and I think the number one problem is quitting. It's also the saddest part of this industry. I'm mainly focused on nutrition, but I, I mean anything. Back in my gym days, fitness, nutrition, overall health, people are quitting, and it's sad. It can be frustrating. Like when you see somebody that has a lot of potential, like, wow, this person really gets this, and they're making great progress, and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, I'm done. You're like, whoa, what? We were going to achieve everything I've written down as your goal, and you just can't follow through longer term. And it's, oh, that can be frustrating. It's so sad to see somebody quit. And sometimes they have some extreme health concerns, some stuff that five, 10 years from now is going to build into something maybe way bigger that I don't want for them. Some some big pain coming their way, possibly, that's really going to maybe rock their world. Because we all know somebody that has been rocked or their life changed because of some health concern, whether it was actually them or their family member or a friend. We all know somebody, which is why I hate quitting so much. So when do people quit, though? If you're listening to this, hopefully you feel that I'm experienced. I feel like I'm experienced. And so I want to pass that off today. When do people usually quit? And these are the bogus ones. It's not like, well, I was diagnosed with cancer, went through chemo, and I quit for a while. No. It's not like, well, my house burned down and all my gym equipment burned, so I had to quit for a while. No, I'm not talking about these extreme cases. I'm talking about when life was probably fine. And your mind said, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to get back to my old habits. And you just listened and you just followed through. So I want to first talk about when people quit and how you overcome these. These are all bogus reasons to quit, by by the way. First one is when they see the first plateau, like they go to lose weight and the very first plateau approaches or it's like four weigh-ins in a row, don't move, and they quit. This is a very impatient person. This person is a huge quitter. Like this is a real problem in their life because they have no patience. They go and start something and they're super excited. And the moment they're not getting progress or getting the result, and this is probably the case in other areas in their life, probably career, probably family related. They're a huge quitter. They give up. They're kind of soft. They're not very tough. They don't last very long. Next one I have is uh, first off track off <laughs> first off track day or weekend. So like this one uh, is like a person that maybe is doing pretty well. Like things are going good uh, and then they do fall off track pretty hard. Like even if it's only one day, I've had people after one day of falling off track after doing really well for several weeks are like, hey, I need to quit. I need to cancel. I'm like, why? And they don't really tell you the real reason. Oh, it's finances. And you like look at their food log and like it just went crazy. 
you know, sometimes it's that first weekend, like they have a weekend getaway and they're like, Hey coach, I am planning on still doing well over this weekend getaway. I'm really motivated about my goals. And then they go to this weekend getaway and they just hammer every alcoholic drink and cupcake in sight. It goes the wrong way. Hey, um, I need to, I need to quit. I need to cancel. So that first off track day is when some people quit. The next one is vacations because people set vacation goals and I like it as a milestone. I do. I, so I like to hear about people's vacations. I'm like, cool, let's uh, lose some weight. Let's work on these habits. Vacation will be a cool milestone. You'll be more toned at the beach, whatever. It's a milestone. But for people, it's actually the goal. It's not their health. It's not their lifestyle. They don't care about eating good or working out long-term. They just want to look good on vacation for one week and then never again. Yeah, you heard me right. They want to look good on vacation for one week and then never look good again. It was only about the vacation. So of course, when somebody signs up for a program that's three months long and their vacation is three months away and you go to ask them, hey, do you want to continue? You're doing really well. Of course, they're going to say no. The goal was the vacation. They reached that goal. So why would they continue? That's extremely sad. And that's a recipe for yo-yoing. Next one I have here, busy or stressful season. This can be summed up like this. When the going gets tough, these people don't get going. They get to quitting. There's going to be stressful seasons no matter what, guys. I'm going to go through them. Everybody listening to this is going to go through a busy time or a stressful time. And you have to try to keep some of your habits. If you think I'm like some picture perfect person that like is always excited about the gym and always excited about watching my calories and stuff like that, the answer is no. And you know when I'm least excited about it is when we're onboarding new employees and and the and our business is growing or like business has like a lot of mistakes and like it feels like fires you have to put out and then I have 3 kids and there's weeks where they are really good kids. And there's weeks where they're really awful, (laughs) okay? And there's other things. There's probably going to be some surprises in my life. I'm not going to get out of this life alive. I'm not going to get out of this life without losing a friend or losing a loved one. That's going to happen to me at some point. But I still have to try because at the end of the day, I don't want this busy season, this stressful season to then also hurt my health. I don't want to start over. I don't want to be controlled by my business. I don't want to be so responsive to my kids that it takes away from me and my health. I want to show up for my kids and I think I show up in a better way if I'm still plugging away on my healthy habits. It's not going to be perfect during a busy season. It's not, but you still can make slow progress, right? And you learn so much by staying on track a little bit during your busy season. You learn that you can do it in any season after you do it through that. If you go through the hard times and you come out alive and you're still working on your habits, you can do it any time of year. Too many of you are waiting for this like perfect month or perfect like season where you got nothing going on and that's when you're going to lose all the weight. It's not going to work out for you long term. You're teaching yourself that you can only do it when things are perfect. 
And so that's when people quit. It's like, oh, hey, I'm an accountant. It's April. Don't you know? Like, yeah, we got to still work on this. Oh, I'm a farmer. It's October. It's harvest. See ya. No. Uh, well, you know, we do tailgate uh, through the fall, so I'm going to take some time off. I'll be back. I promise. I'll be back. They never come back, by the way. Or people in my industry. Hey, I'm a trainer. I'm going to I'm gonna take three months off. It's January. You know, you know Spencer, because I've worked with trainers. I'm still working with coaches. And we've worked with gym owners and fitness professionals. And they say that. They say, hey, it's January. I'm just, I'm swamped. It's busy at the gym. I'm going to take a few months off and be back. And they don't come back either. Okay. Okay. You also have the next one here, which is do it on my own. This is the this is urge to be free from accountability. It, and it's people legitimately thinking it's easier than what it actually is. So they go through, and this goes for any program, not just mine. Ours is a coaching program. So coaching program or a gym or some meal plan you bought online or the Octavia thing, you know, whatever, any of this. It's like, well, I'm going to do it on my own. And that makes me really nervous because that also sets people up for yo-yoing. Because what got you, let's say you hired a coach and you got to your result. That's what helped you get to the result. Now, the coach doesn't deserve all of the credit because you did the work. And you probably learned some things along the way. But you had the accountability. You had somebody that was expecting you to follow through. And when you delete something that big from your life, it is a lot harder to stay on track. Now picture me, I have my degree, certifications, all this stuff related to nutrition and fitness, study of the body. And I still have a coach. I've had one for a long time now. I don't want to do it on my own because that's when I start making deals with myself. I start compromising. I meet Spencer in the middle. I'll do good for a while, but I deserve this huge meal. No, I want to be called out a little bit. Okay, next one is constantly looking for imperfections and things to complain about until they find it. So that looks like somebody that joins a gym. And this is like a real story. Somebody joins a gym. I experienced this firsthand. And they hate the idea of paying for a gym membership or a coach. They hate the idea you know, they're, they're probably a cheap person. They don't see health as an invest, an investment and they just hate working out. So it literally pains them in multiple ways to have a gym membership. And so they come in and they're looking for imperfections on purpose. Oh man, I did not like this type of person. They were impossible to please. They come in and they complain. And if you don't respond in a perfect way, well, that's why I'm quitting. I am canceling this gym membership because I found the imperfection and I just won't stand for this. And so I'm quitting. And really it was, it took me years to figure that out because it, and it like hurt my soul. Like I thought I was the bad person. And uh, I don't know if you guys have heard the word Karen, but Karens are real. Karens are like people that like you can't please and they just complain to complain. That's what they like to do. And, and those people are real. And then I figured out that it was just them wanting to quit. They would, they would look for imperfections. And if you solved it, they were the person that would try to find the next imperfection. 
But businesses are built by people. There's, there's going to be things that go wrong. There's imperfections in every single business and every product, every food that you buy, there's imperfections. And if you're looking for those, I think you're just looking to quit. I think you're looking to complain. I don't think you want the good results. The next one I have is made it harder than it had to be. So this is like somebody that's like a perfectionist. I'll assign them a program and they do double of everything. I'll assign them 1,600 calories and they eat 800 thinking that's better. And what did they do? They made it entirely hard on themselves, a much much harder program than what I assigned. I mean, think about that. These are supposed to be like bogus reasons people quit, and this one's bogus too. They take my program, which is designed to help them get results. I've worked with thousands of people. I have my education and so much experience. And then somebody comes in and does it their own way and makes it a lot harder. And then they get burnt out and quit. Holy cow. Doesn't that sound ridiculous? It should, because it is. Next one is poor communication and bad at tough conversations. This one's kind of like, I don't know, this is like an immature person, I guess. I don't know. Is that the right way to describe it? But like, sometimes you'll have people quit a pro- program or when they quit or cancel the gym, they you would get like the real reason after like the billing was off, you canceled their membership, you, you, you they turned in their key card because they could scan in at the gym and stuff. And then like, they send you an email on like, well, these are the reasons why. And it's like, why didn't you just tell us that? While you were here and we could have fixed it. If you have a coach and and you have a question on why they are assigning certain certain calories or why the workouts are developed this way or why, 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 why do we do this? Ask. Have good communication. Have tough conversations. I think we're going the wrong direction. How does this align with my goal? That's a good thing to do. You're not going to piss off your coach. A good coach wants to align with what you want to do. And if you don't understand, I bet your coach is probably pretty good. And so if you don't understand why they're doing certain things, they will better explain it. But they can't explain something if you don't ask. Don't wait until you're gone. Do it now. Good communication, tough conversations. Those are good good qualities to have. The last one I have here before I talk about how to overcome these is decisions during high emotional times. So when there's a lot going on, you don't want to make big decisions. And I think you guys agree, your health is very important. Do you agree with me? Your health should be way up there as a priority. And so when there's a lot going on in life and business, when you're just feeling down, you should not make big decisions like canceling your gym membership, quitting on your coach, hiding from accountability, hiding from somebody that wants you to make progress on your health. You shouldn't make big decisions like that. You should make decisions when you're well-rested, when you're in a good mindset, you're not feeling depressed, angry, sad, you're, you're right in the, in the middle, thinking clearly, okay? There's even someone that I follow that says you should make decisions like after a meal as well. He just, he, he wanted you to be relaxed, happy, well-rested before you make big decisions like quitting on your health. And I think there's been, I have a lot of examples where that happens. So, you know, back to the gym and my current coaching program, you know, people would cancel their gym membership and they'd come back one week later and sign up. 
And they're like, I don't know what I was thinking. That was so dumb. In that one week I was off, I gained six pounds and I realized I was doing the right thing. And it's, it's because something was going on in life and they made a bad decision. Don't make hustled decisions during emotional times. And that goes for our coaching program too. People come back like, well, shoot, you know, I made the wrong decision. Why didn't I just stick with it? Somebody will tell me. You made the decision at the wrong time. Okay, how do you overcome these though? I have six of them. Number one, you need to know it. You need to be aware of these thoughts and not so responsive to what your mind tells you. Be aware because you can fight through all of these that I just listed because a lot of these are bogus. That's why I made the list above that I talked about here. Number two is call yourself out a little bit. Like some of these I think are kind of wussy. Don't you? Does anybody agree with that, that some of these are a little bit wussy? So call yourself out. Am I being kind of a wuss? Do I need to toughen up and just last longer? Number three, lower your expectations. Like if it truly is about your health, like I would like for you guys to sign up for whatever the heck you want. Gym membership, a coach, a diet, a meal plan, whatever you do, Lower your expectations, please. And mate, what if it's focused on your blood work? Like, I just want to always have a resting heart rate at 55. I want my blood pressure to always be in the normal ranges. I want to always be off these blood pressure medications. If it was about that, you will do nutrition and fitness forever for the rest of your life. But for too many people, it is not about that stuff. And that's why they can't do it forever or at least partially why. Number four, look at health as an investment because it is. If you're in a good program or you are paying somebody to help you out with your health and it's it's working, it's an investment. You could be living longer. You could be living better. You could be better able to play with your kids or grandkids. You could be doing life better. That means it's an investment. You know, if you have a financial manager... And you, just, and you told him like, hey, I'm quitting. <laughs> uh, I need to pull all of my funds out of my 401k or out of the stock market. And let's say it was doing really well. Let's say you're getting insane returns and you're just like, I'm not feeling it anymore. Uh, my va- my uh, vacation goal is behind us. I need to quit on uh, the stock market. He'd be like, are you insane? That's what he would say. Because it's an investment. And it was going the right way because you have a good financial manager. But for some reason, too many people don't look at this topic as an investment in their health. Number five, stop shooting for a goal and then assuming you're done. Oh, I want this one to land. I want this one to land. Can I just ask a question? I am uh, leaning out right now for the summertime and I have a bodybuilding competition. But anyway, summertime is coming and I would like to be toned. I'd like to have a six pack all summer long. Okay, I'm going to achieve that goal. I'm pretty confident in that. When I do, I'm not going to be done. I'm not quitting on anything. Yes, I will go through a maintenance phase, which is a little more flexible, but I'm not quitting on anything because I don't want to go the other direction. That should make sense. Number six, focus on health and longevity. I already explained that one, actually. But if you're focused on health, living longer, living better, I think that's something better for you to measure. Or I shouldn't say better. 
you know, because I want you to weigh in. I want you to measure your body and stuff. But like if you set some goals around resting heart rate, blood pressure, you know, blood sugar, whatever, whatever stuff you want to improve on with your blood and your health markers, I think that keeps you in the game a lot longer, keeps you focused on the right things. I hope this helps. Spencer, signing off.